1: if you
0: would join us. Welcome back to the Rebel Podcast. The original rump shakers are back in the house for the first time in forever. <laughs>
1: Shake, it's, shaking
0: the rumps in garage mall. Is it rump shaker or is rum shaker?
1: I, I assumed rump. Isn't that like dancing? That we're oh. talk, this is the song No Diggity, right? By yeah, uh, yeah. Black I,
0: I kind of thought it was rum shakers, and I didn't know you shook rum, so I've been doing that for like the last three weeks. <laughs> I have no and idea. Like, it doesn't really add anything to the rum.
1: I, I feel like if I Google rump shaker, I'm not going to get anything good. So we'll just leave it at that. What's that? What's that?
0: Like a uh, program that Christians can have that blocks. Like anytime you search anything inappropriate, um,
1: like the, that's just like parental filters <laughs> like, on my internet. i know. Be, <laughs> like,
0: be like, you are trying <laughs> so to you watch thinking of
1: clear eyes, uh, for <laughs> I have like no Netflix idea. and stuff,
0: but we're back. We're back. Love we're it. back. I and Pooty and Davey and Davey and garage Mahal. It feels good again. to be
1: back. It's been months. Like literally months. The world, the world has gone on and we have not been in this studio. <laughs> the world has changed. <laughs> that is an understatement. Interestingly, that is an understatement. You think like everything. You know how when you ask somebody like, hey, how's it going? Like, eh, same old, same old. Like, I don't think anybody's ever been able to say that since mid-March. In 2020, you cannot say eh, same old, same old.
0: You know what i have taking people to doing though? When people ask me how I'm doing right now, or how's like how how's it going or anything, I I'm I'm going way over the top, like it's amazing. I'm like 2020 is <laughs> amazing, nice, and, and like and then so people like look at me
1: like I oh. killed myself a murder hornet today. <laughs> I killed I the mur- COVID. <laughs> I-
0: and then people looking at me like, "What? I work from home now?" Which is amazing. Right, right. Like, Liverpool has not had to wear
1: pants for <laughs> for months.
0: I, I actually said when we came into the studio, "I only now have two occasions to even do my hair." It's just like I go to church, I and might they, put a little gel in my hair. I come to record in the studio, might put a little gel in my hair. Other than that, it's bedhead all day, baby.
1: Yeah. Pooty was trying to get Dave to break out the cameras just so everybody could see, <laughs> see him because it's the only time you get seen except on Zoom. Let me ask you a question.
0: How many haircuts have you had since COVID started?
1: Dude. Okay. So I said this early on. I used to be in the category of people who were like the haircuts weren't that great because my wife cuts my hair. <laughs> but but once, once COVID hit and nobody's getting their haircuts people whose wives cut their hair were suddenly looking the freshest. So I've been looking <laughs> fresh through this whole thing <laughs> because Colleen's cut my hair each and every time. So my hair's been fantastic.
0: I, I let my hair, I ha- got my hair cut right before Kaporis which was in February at conference. If yeah. You guys yeah. Know that. Um, I got my hair cut right before that and I just got it cut again last week for the first time. And it like literally I feel lighter. I was like, wow, my hair grew so much. <laughs> it was just like, I kind of miss I kind of miss the shagginess.
1: Yeah. Neither of us did any of the like, well, I guess you your hair, you just said your hair was growing, but neither of us did like the quarantine beard or anything like that. Like your, your, your beard just kind of stayed the same. And I actually shaved mine off for a little while. Yeah, the kids didn't like it. No, they did not actually. <laughs> so that's a funny story. So I don't even know what we were doing. Like, you know, quarantine was quarantine. <laughs> You're with the kids entertaining them all day. And, um, my, my daughter, uh, five years old, almost five years old, wanted asked me, can you just shave your beard off anytime? Just like when mommy cuts you? hair I'm like yeah of course do you want to do it so I just pulled out the clippers and let her shave my beard off so she shaves it all off she's having a blast can't believe that like I'm letting her cut all the hair on my beard with these clippers and then uh, all of a sudden I look at her after it was all done and she just starts crying. And she's like, you don't look like my daddy anymore. <laughs> she <laughs> runs away. It took me like 15 minutes to like warm her up to me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, well, the beard's luckily, growing back.
0: Luckily, because you were at home the whole time, you had that time to rekindle that friendship. <laughs> it's and true. It's true. Yeah. Well, who are we? Because people might not even remember.
1: Seriously. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're the Rebels. And uh, this is the Rebel Podcast. And you are listening to the Reform Rebel Network, uh, which consists of several podcasts. Um, many of which are have been on hiatus. Um, the, the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity, they've been doing some of their stuff, um, but uh, we haven't been coordinating with them quite as well as we were over the whole COVID thing. Um, the uh, Fathers of Faith for Covenant Kids and uh, um, some of the podcasts out of the Van Brimmer household, they've been Keeping Up with Awakening Reformation podcast, but uh, which I've basically become a
0: staple on. Let's be honest. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. You're you're like probably the, added
0: the most. You're,
1: <laughs> you're like the newest Van Brimmer. <laughs> I. You know what? I could be so lucky. You're, you're the oldest sapling, Chris. <laughs> Chris, <laughs>
0: Chris, <laughs> Chris Van Brimmer. Yeah. I think I'm older than both of them, but like I still kind of want them to adopt me. Is that weird?
1: Um, legally, can you adopt somebody who's older than you?
0: I identify I, as a 12 year old, so they should. Well, yeah, they should.
1: They, there you go. There's nothing they can say about that. <laughs> they, they They cannot, they stop, cannot stop you. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you've been basically on the Awakening Reformation podcast for for quite a while. Um, Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids um, is uh, hopefully that'll be coming back uh, fairly soon. Apprentice Theologians was the new podcast. They've um, posted several before uh, we shut down there. And we actually have a new podcast that's joining. And uh, so, Matt and Nick from the Great Exchange podcast are jumping on board as well. Uh, they took a little bit of a break, uh, not just over COVID, they actually did. Did some great episodes over COVID, um, but they uh, Nick just got married, so he was on his honeymoon and everything, and they were coming back, and they're relaunching around the same time we are, but they're going to be joining the family at the Reform Rebel Network, so that's super exciting. If you have never heard of The Great Exchange, I would encourage you to go there, thegreatexchange.ca or just look up The Great Exchange on, on whatever podcast catcher, and they're going to be joining the network, so we're working out all those details, but you'll you'll soon see them on the Reform Rebel um, feed. Yeah,
0: and spoilers, The Great Exchange doesn't refer to them taking over for the <laughs> no, no,
1: this is uh, uh, the name comes from uh, C.S. Lewis talking about how on the cross, Christ exchanges our sin for his righteousness. Um, so it's a great, great podcast. We've been following them for a while. We've been listeners of theirs for a while, and they've been listening to the uh, the Rebel podcast um, since very, very early on. And uh, Matthew is a friend on Facebook. And so anyway, we've talked about this for a while, and uh, finally, it, uh, we decided that as we relaunched and got back into the swing of things, it would be a good time to announce that. So you'll you'll hear more about that. We're going to do some joint stuff with them, and uh, we're looking forward to that coming out. But uh, all this to say, we're we're back, and uh, you can expect. Regular rebel content again. You can uh, expect this podcast to come to you weekly. Uh, Pooty ish. <laughs> um, Pooty and uh, and P Nate are, are committed to uh, to regular content again. And Dave Dave is uh, is able to help us out again. We took a break. Why don't you explain to people why we took a break? And because uh, what we thought was two weeks to flatten the curve and two <laughs> and two two weeks of no content uh, turned into a really long hiatus. So
0: yeah, I, w- I wish we could say like have a really cool story. Like P Nate got COVID like he was recovering or I like, was
1: in like an Iraqi prison because I was like there that. on missions again that'd be sweet
0: speaking of mission my trip got canceled so thank for everybody who I know was praying on the network for the missions trip we're going again next April so don't worry we're still going to do it it's just not not yet um but like yeah I wish there was a cool story like you know we were stranded on a desert island and we something. couldn't but i like lost
1: style yeah, Man, Jack Sheppard and, you and know what? Sawyer. S-
0: jumping onto a totally different. I, one of the things I did during COVID <laughs> is I rewatched Lost. Oh nice, does it and hold I, up? N- yes, it does. I hesitated a little bit just because I'm like, just because TV has changed. Like right. now they would tell that story in like 30 episodes instead of like 78 or, wh- right. or whatever right. it is, right. yeah, and right. so there's a lot of fluff, but it's still. Yeah, so I still think it's still one of the best solid. shows ever. Um, and considering it's part of why our friendship blossomed in the beginning, I would hold uh, hold to it. Uh, but yeah, let me let, like in terms of where we've been. Um, there's a couple reasons, and I think they're all like good in their in their own right but let me let me explain so that people don't think we just abandoned you during covid um <laughs> when the world
1: got tough the rebels left you.
0: <laughs> the rebels melt. um no but so really right up front is that um this podcast was designed originally for these types of situations so like how to think biblically when when the world is going to crap so to speak um around us and just basically to how to live your life thinking thinking biblical yeah. about the way the world works um so when when the when covid happened we we kind of did think well, this is what we've been training the people who have listened to this podcast for. Um, and so part of why we weren't as active during the COVID
1: or didn't um, feel the same necessity to be right.
0: Exactly. The need, the need to be, was that we, I feel like we've laid the groundwork for how we should be approaching these things going, going forward. Um, now that's not to say it wouldn't have been nice to be doing more episodes and whatnot, but it wasn't a pressing need for us during that time. Um, and then really realistically and, and honestly, um, we, we call them P but the P stands for pastor Nate. And so part of why we were on a hiatus, so to speak, is that, um, what we thought was going to be a two, th- two week, um, like, you know, quarantine time turned out to be, well, what three months yeah. in Canada, um, a little and, more. and yeah. up, and up here, our government locked us down a lot more than I think a lot of places that are, a lot of our listeners are from, yeah. um, we weren't allowed to come out and do stuff. And, and it wasn't a matter of like, we wanted to be little good little boys and obey. It was more of the fact that, um, you know, being locked down meant Nate's time was needed elsewhere with the church um, because Let's, let's be honest, church comes before podcast, and yeah. this is a ministry that we do. It's not the primary ministry that um, I would say either of us are involved in, but um, Nate yeah, is and, primar- primarily a pastor first.
1: Yeah, and for everybody who, like, locked down, for some people, we were just joking about you working from home and stuff, and, and you're working from home. There's some people whose jobs, they're still getting paid, <laughs> and they're at home, <laughs> but you're actually working at home, but, um, you know, I, I think... The, the time that we were locked down was some of the busiest in, in my pastoral career, right? I mean, it was uh, not only was I doing like the pharmacy runs and grocery runs and everything for the people uh, in our congregation who are in the vulnerable um, demographic. Um, but, there, you know, the the lockdowns bring with them all kinds of difficulties for people who are in counseling, people who are, um, you know, rely on the church family um, to meet their, their basic physical, emotional and spiritual needs and uh, trying to find creative ways to support them and counsel them and see them um, at their comfort level. It was just a busy time. And of course, the elders were meeting on a regular basis. Uh, we had lots of conversations and lots of communications with the church about... What parts of this uh, lockdown were um, uh, necessary, unnecessary? I think we we uh, we locked down the church like we didn't uh, meet as a church for a little while at the very beginning. We we felt like the government does have a biblical claim to the the sphere of public safety, and so we shut down obediently. And as more information came out and it became more and more clear that this was an overreach by the government, we started to amp up. Um, what we were doing and, and preparing the church to uh, um, really to defy civil government if it came to that point. Um, I, a lot of my time was spent talking to local politicians and lawyers and uh, banding together with other pastors about how we were going to get reopened. So a lot of my effort was actually, if you go to reopenontariochurches.ca, that's a website and a movement that I was involved in during the whole lockdowns, along with uh, Joe Boot, who's a friend of the podcast, Pastor Aaron Rock um, from Harvest Windsor, Pastor Jacob Rayom, who's been on the podcast as well. And we are uh, really working hard to try to get Ontario churches open. And and I wholeheartedly believe that that effort led to the reopening of, of churches. But it just sucked up a lot of time and there wasn't a whole lot of time left for podcast kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I was really just whining a lot. So there's <laughs> that too. No, was like, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. We were all whining a lot. I mean, it was, uh, it, it really, you know, I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing the term unprecedented, but I mean, this is a, people will always remember where they were and what stage of life they're in, in in 2020, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, it would be an understatement to say this is fundamentally, and I think we're going to talk about this over the next few weeks, but like a lot of things have fundamentally just changed. Yeah. Um, like in our lives, in our, in what's important in terms of like what, how we spend our time, how we spend our money, how we spend like, just like, as you said, just the effort that we put into certain things, yeah. certain things need to get, get put, a, put away. And, um, that's just something that happened. And now we're not saying that rebels isn't a, wasn't a valuable thing. That wasn't, that wasn't it at all. It's just that, um, sometimes like, there are things that take priority over it. Um, and then
1: the truth is, I think we we posted content with the exception of like getting snowed in a week here or a week there. we were putting content out every week for the better part of three years. And quite honestly, I feel like I'm kind of coming back rejuvenated. Like I'm super pumped to be here. I'm super pumped to like start new series and talk about what's going on. I can't tell you how many times like something goes on in the world and you're like, man, I wish we were on the podcast to kind of talk this through. And we had that opportunity. We, we have our own ministries and small groups. And, and circle of friends and still obviously engage in social media. But I think we're actually coming back pretty rejuvenated and uh, and excited for where we can take the podcast from here. So I think uh, I think it was I think, you know, sovereign God uh, saw to it that uh, I think this at the end of it will be a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I, exactly. I think you're bang on. There was a couple other reasons that we we felt that was needed to take a break, too, Um he would hate us saying this publicly, but we we at the rebels we rely so heavily on our on our audio guy, our tech guy, our friend um, Dave to just produce Wets. and make all of this.
1: Yeah, Wetsy st- makes it possible.
0: E- exactly, and so but he's also a member of our church. And so when, um, when COVID ramped up, our church very quickly went to online, online services, um, and doing them. And if, I don't know if anybody who's gone to our church website and compare like, I'm going to brag a little bit, but (laughs) compared to other online services, ours are top notch in terms of just production value and,
1: with Dave doing that, Dave would in. want us to to let you know not the live stream ones, which <laughs> has nothing to do with, but uh, the produced ones during lockdown were very much wetsy.
0: And we we do still value the volunteers who are putting those. No, <laughs>
1: absolutely. But I mean, it's a rural church with rural internet, so live stream comes with uh, sacrifices. So L-
0: live stream is always a different beast, right? Um, but like you were putting out video videos almost daily during yeah. during the lockdown as well as recording your sermon um, and having that all edited in advance of the Sunday morning so that we go live at the time that we would normally go live. Yeah. And simply one of the things when we, when we first started talking about like after the f- couple first weeks about like, well, well, what do we do with this? One of the things that was like very evident is that we didn't want to burden anybody. Not that he's ever once said that rebels is a burden, but we didn't want to put more onto his plate when he was already doing so much basically um, for the church. And like we said earlier, church comes first. Um, so we wanted, that was one of the reasons why there was a bit of a delay. And until we basically are back now, just doing the, the, the services on Sundays without all the tech stuff other than the live stream that Dave's not actually involved in. i made sure to point it out (laughs) twice. um, we didn't feel it was right to ask him to do more stuff. And let's be be honest for him.
1: He would have done it, but for his wife, (laughs) she she would not have been our friend still. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We we didn't want to kill the guy. Right. Um, And then the the other fact is like, um, I think, I think one thing that we both felt is that we, we are just a couple of guys on the internet. Yeah. And most of our listeners out of all of them, aren't people who attend our church. Um, And so we didn't want to become an, an opposing opposing view or an authoritative view on anything that your church would have to say about like when to meet, when to do, we wanted you guys to take your cues from your pastor and from your elders in your own local church, because we aren't a local church. Yeah. Um, And not saying like in any way, shape or form, do we think we have that kind of influence, but we did have people asking and reaching out to us and be like, what do you think this is what my church was doing? Yeah. And our response a lot of the times was simply, we want you to, we want you to, First, be a Berean with the Scriptures, but then obey and 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 obey your elders yeah. because they're the ones that that, that and, answer for you.
1: And that's a, and that's a big point. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because we 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 did talk about this, and um, we did have some people asking. Um, and you know, we and we're going to talk about this because we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about what happened in the world while we were gone because because <laughs> the answer is a lot. Um, but uh, we. You know this was big for us because there's there was a lot of division and i'll just be honest i've i've felt a tremendous amount of of stress and burden at our church trying to um maintain a level of unity um which is always an issue right like uh, martin luther once said uh peace where possible and truth at all costs and uh and paul gives us the instruction to as much as it uh depends upon you live at peace with all and so we look at those things and i do believe that it's part of a pastor's responsibility to to cultivate and to maintain unity where possible and that that also includes I, I, and i know you know we live in a culture um especially people our age on the internet who you know, we're kind of raised theologically by the Reformed Pub, <laughs> realistically, and and uh, and the pulpit and pen and that sort of thing, and so we have a whole lot of armchair theologians who are who are very very quick to criticize and very very quick to. Um, uh, I guess call people out who they think are an error
0: he's talking about me right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but am I, am I, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be fighting for truth you know our position on this if you've listened to the rebels at, at for any length of time we advocate for people to engage on the internet um, but you know, what we also want you to engage in a way that is honoring and honoring Christ. And, and again, I'm not saying everything has to be soft, right? We've advocated for why um, the Bible actually calls us to divine sarcasm at times and, and to uh, mock the enemies of God and stuff like that. But I do I do think that um, when we lived in a, a time when there was so much misinformation and radically different um, information, Honestly, depending on the algorithms of your social media, you would be getting completely different medical information, completely different political information, completely different um, information about directions on masking and not masking and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, this is part of the like societal evil. You want to talk about systemic evil. Um, you know, I, I truly think that some of the um, the ways in which big tech companies um, direct Um, Our information gathering right now is a a huge hindrance. But what you don't want is you don't want to allow there to be division in the church because people's algorithms are different because of the various things that they search and, and look at and articles that they read and friends that they have on Facebook. And, uh, and so we, we really wanted people to be able to engage at their local level. And even if we might have agreed with some of the listeners who reached out to us about, you know, their church shutting down a little too long, a little too early, their, their pastor taking a difficult stance, we encouraged all those people, like, go back and talk about this with your pastor. Talk about this with your elders. You shouldn't be coming to us. And the last thing we wanted to do was to sort of hype up your... Um, rebellious spirit or your antagonistic, you know, inclinations to go back to your church and be a weapon that could be wielded by the enemy to cause division during a really divisive time. So, so that's not to, to say that, uh, you know, um, we can't call each other out and and hold each other accountable. We absolutely should, but we really wanted to uphold the autonomy and the authority of the local church during all this.
0: Yeah. I think, I think something you said to me when we were, when we were chatting about this, um, before, is that like, um, it is unprecedented times, but, and so like every, all of the pastors who are living right now have never lived through this before. Yeah, And so like every person is coming to a different conclusion or like maybe taking a little bit longer to get to the correct conclusion or whatever the conclusion would be. Um, and I think part of the, part of the challenge is to, to remember that there are majors and minors. Um, so like (laughs) for like, how quickly if between a week and a different and a week earlier, a week later, wasn't worth the fight, so to speak Yeah. when it's like, there's like, and and I, I don't want to get into any of the legal battles that you got yourself into, um, with our, with our government, you can read about that online. But like (laughs) one of the things that you said to me when I was being one of the people being like pushing for like, we need to get back because I felt convicted Mm -hmm. was the, was the idea of like, it's it's okay to push but you don't want to burn the bridge when you might need to burn it later for a bigger issue yeah. and like the idea of like being shut down for 3 weeks versus 5 weeks type thing i'm just making yeah. using isn't as big of an issue as it might be three years from now when it's like, I want to have that card in my pocket when they come and say, I, you can't preach this anymore yeah. or like, and, and I, I realize that sounds a bit like fear mongering, but like, if you just look at what, like, for instance, China and what's happening yeah. over there where it's like now, like it's, it's much more aggressive than it was previous to COVID For sure. against the churches and it's one and of those our, things. Our
1: church has missionaries in, in China and we're getting information about what's going on there and we got we got Fed a lot of information about COVID before it really hit North America as well because they were dealing with that at the time. Yeah. And uh and they've been dealing with persecution, all kinds of stuff. And and we're seeing some, some really scary parallels between kind of the rise of, of um the, the communist party in China and, and where they've secured themselves now and, and uh King Trudeau over here but <laughs> Um, that's a completely different topic, but I I completely agree with you, Chris. And and that's not to say. So the other the other thought that I had, and I think you gotta you gotta um, find the, the tension between those two things, is so like for example, right now um, there's a lot of talk on in the in, within the government about uh, preemptively locking down to um, avoid a second wave. And so, like, when you're thinking about mask mandates, and I know, like, our friends over at Cross Politic have been very, very adamant about the mask mandates and how, um, you know, horrible they are and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and personally, I agree. Like, I, I hate wearing masks. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's a, a, an overreach. But as a church, um, you know, we can develop a reputation for being against absolutely everything. So that when we when we fight, we lose the, the sort of shock value or the credibility um, because we're fighting everything all the time. And so for us, for example, like if the if we're going to talk about masks, if we can if we can bring first of all, if we can bring, you know, 15 or 20 percent of our people back who are uncomfortable coming back because they're in a, a, a difficult demographic or a, a vulnerable demographic by wearing the masks. That's a conversation worth having in and of itself. But if it's also kind of, if there are people within our church that would, and it would cause division for us to enter into this fight, um, I would rather save the relational capital and use that for the, when we, when we defy government order to shut down again. Like that's where I want that capital. And and that's where it, it's, it's about picking your battles. And um, now, and, and then the the tension, the thing you have to balance that with is, also the recognition that like we develop skills and we train muscles for when we have to use them and if we don't it's not like it's not like the person who's going to need his muscles one day just like saves them and never uses their muscles right because the the atrophy right the the skills won't be developed however whatever metaphor you want to use and i think courage is the same way we can't always delay the fight Um, And then assume that our courage will be there when we need it. Right. So I don't think you can indefinitely use this sort of, oh, we're not going to fight here. We're not going to fight here. We're saving it for the big fight because you might find yourself um, without a spine when it's time to fight. But it is about picking and choosing your battles wisely. Um, I mean, I, um, our, my small group is going through the book of John right now, and it's very interesting. You see Jesus in his um, confrontation with the Pharisees. He never backs down. He never fails to speak truth. But there are times when he gets threatened and he withdraws, right? He doesn't, he doesn't stay in that location. He withdraws. And the scriptures say, in John, he says it several times, because his time had not yet come, right? He knew where his fight was. He knew the battle he was called to fight. And I think as Christians, we need to be wise in that way as well. And that doesn't mean none none of us would call Jesus cowardly for evading the Pharisees at times when they wanted to kill him. Um, I don't think we should call pastors and elders boards that we are completely detached from cowards for acquiescing to certain government mandates. Now, we can criticize some choices. I mean, I think there's a major difference between a pastor or an elders board asking their church to wear masks and a pastor or elders church um, organizing a Black Lives Matter rally while their church is not physically meeting, right? Those are ma- That th- those two things are not equal. So I don't think you can use this excuse all the time. But this is, I mean, this is the whole point is, is this is what biblical wisdom calls us to. It's to assess things, to think biblically, to have the mind of Christ. And to apply biblical thinking to all of these things to make wise decisions.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think of the Jesus example. I was thinking of Paul, where he, like there was times he ran away, and there was even in Acts. I can't remember the verse, the chapter, but there was those times where he just bypassed towns, yeah, complete towns, because he was like the Holy Spirit hasn't led me to those towns yet. And the idea, the idea, there was a, there was a, there was a different fight for him to fight. Right. You know what I mean? Not everybody's called to fight every. Battle. Every battle, um, and I think I think that's really important for us to remember. Like, always be ready to give a defense. Always be ready to stand for truth. But like, there is there is strategy involved in the way we work all for of sure. these things.
1: And I think sometimes we can, um, like, Christians can get caught in this. I would call it a fairly dangerous place where we 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 recognize all of the virtues of being a fighter. And none of the vices okay and what i mean by that is that we're called to be courageous we're called to be bold we're, we're called to confront evil all of those things are true But also in in Galatians, listed as the works of the flesh, are things like strife and enmity, right? Like, Like actually characteristics within us that always need a fight. And if you're the kind of person who goes from fight to fight looking for fight, the person who's looking for a fight in the midst of peace, right? The person who can't rest in peace because they're waiting for the next fight. Um, that actually shows that there's something fleshly in you that, that Paul would say, you know, uh, needs to be put to death. So, you know, we're, we're called to cultivate the fruit of the spirit and, and that, that includes, you know, peace and patience and kindness. And we're called to put to death the deeds of the flesh. And I think like. And this is this is that whole kind of whole council of God. Those things work together, so that at times, at times we look like peacemakers in the midst of of, uh, a fight, and at times we look like the fighter in the midst of peace. But we don't do those things arbitrarily, and we don't do those things sinfully. We do those things thoughtfully. Does
0: yeah, that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Because we all, like you said that about the f- the uh, person who's always looking for the fight. Yeah. And we all know that. Like totally. I, I think guy, but it could be a f- female as well. <laughs> um, but we all know that person. We all, right. we all probably have that friend who almost like becomes alive. The moment right. debate becomes the focus of the, yeah. of the, of the conversation And it's not like what they're debating makes them come alive. Just debating in general. Like it could be anything. And these are the people that like typically, and I, and I, I say this as, as one of the people that I, I struggle with this. So do I, so do I. Yeah. And where I'm like, I can play devil's advocate, so to speak in any argument, Cause I just like the idea of trying to like battle it out. Yeah. And even if I'm, even if I know I'm wrong,
1: sometimes uh, you just poke.
0: <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes yeah. I we, we had, we had a night, a guy's night the other couple yeah. of weeks ago where this is that. literally what I was doing, where it was just like, I don't disagree with necessarily what was being said, but I, I didn't think the person that was talking about it, if he's listening, I'm sorry, was proving his point well enough. Right. And so I, po- I I started to fight to fight it, and it was like one of those things where it got escalated, and so I was all of a sudden like, hold on, like I don't even actually believe this myself. <laughs> we were just engaged, we're just now <laughs> yeah. addicted to the debate. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, and so like, um, and
1: there's a time and a place for that. That's among buddies, yeah, you know we, what I mean? We, but, yeah, that wouldn't be but, sinful. But, but, where, but where I'm seeing this actually wreak havoc on the church, so I'll get serious for a second here, is is where there is division where there is you know romans 14 exists for a reason there is differences of in conscience um and um though whenever we are trying to bind someone else's conscience because of this strife you know and and, uh the esv uses this word strife in the list of the works of the flesh and in galatians 5 um because of the strife in us and uh the what's interesting is i think so I, I might offend some people who are starting to feel a little convicted about this and 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 just know I'm that Pudi, <laughs> like, like Pudi, yeah Pudi and i just said this is an area of struggle for us too so let me tell you something gracious that god did for us is he just put on display the unregenerate equivalent to this sin and you, when we're looking at the riots in antifa and and everything that went on in chaz and chop you know, in the, in the world that we left behind during our hiatus, um, we're seeing this same spirit at work there, right? Like, like what is the main, one of the main criticisms by the right. So now I'm, I'm talking politically, I'm not talking about the, the kingdom of God. Now I'm talking politically, the conservative, um, criticism of all the riots that were going on was that the, the white angry young people who were rioting in the streets over racial inequality, don't care at all about racial inequality, you don't care at all about George Floyd, don't care at all about any of those things. They're just looking for a fight. They're looking for a reason to to burn the world down, right? Like this, it it reminds me of the Dark Knight. You know I was that, just yeah. That, that when uh, when uh, Alfred says to uh, to Wayne, he says, you know, some people just want to see the world burn. And I think that that's true of of this sort of um, left mob that are tearing down monuments and rioting in the streets and and destroying property. Um, we're seeing that at work in them. So l- let's make sure. That you know, for those of us who are Christians, you know, we have the 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 spirit dwelling in us, but we also have indwelling sin. And let's not let that same spirit like wreak havoc within the church because we're looking for a way to tear down the vestiges of um, Christianity that we dislike or you know, um, brothers and sisters in the kingdom who disagree with us on on various topics.
0: yeah, I think I think that's a really good point because one thing one thing I noticed during, lockdown and covid um being locked down is that a lot of the natural ways we get release in social settings just had disappeared because like for instance you we mentioned like like i saw you well well locked down because we're we're family
1: yeah you know what i mean but like generally speaking because we weren't that good at (laughs) adhering to social distancing i was was trying to be
0: very like uh, but like but a lot of, a lot of our friends, we didn't see for a couple months. Yeah, you know what I mean? And true. Yeah. so like a lot of the things that we would naturally work out, like, so like the, the positive avenue of having debate, you yeah. know what I mean? Just the working out of the muscles, working out of the talking, the positive aspects yeah. of just being like, you know, thinking through things with friend. Cause sometimes to be honest, left alone, I'm going to think about something much different than when I've started to process it out. Because in my mind, it sounds different than when I say it yeah. and it's worked out, um, and and sometimes simply you just need that out, those outlets. And I think one of the things we saw during COVID, and I and I would encourage the our like our brothers and sisters in the church to not take it out. Don't take your social isolation out on your elders, your, your pastor, yeah, your yeah. brothers and sisters who disagree or or view this different differently than you. Because like honestly, the truth is most of us probably come to our position. Yep. Honestly, we come to it and be like, this is what I think is the biblical way to, to go about this just because we're convicted of it doesn't mean that the other side isn't convicted of what they believe. So like it's, it's one of those things where like, and I like the way you pointed it. It's like your job is kind of to navigate unity as we see as we get to the truth, right? Whether which side that's on. And I think that's really important for us to remember is that like, You're not against that other person, but it might feel like that because you've been three months without being able to exercise that, like, hey, let's talk this out. You know what I mean? Like, because you've been in social isolation. And so I think that's a really good point.
1: Yeah, no, that's a a good addition to the conversation because I do think that there was a whole lot of... um, You know, we we saw spikes in, you want to talk about flattening the curve, like we saw spikes in, in depression and suicide attempts and all that kind of stuff, like across the board in Canada. Um, And so people's anxiety, fear, depression, despair, despondency, like all that stuff was spiking because we're, we're relational creatures made in the image of a triune God who is in perfect community um, as the Godhead. And so we, we, we need other people. Right. And we need more than just immediate family. We, we, we need friends and cousins and grandparents. I mean, this is all part of God's design and, and for people living in community. And quite honestly, you know, as churches shut down, church is the primary place where we get that level of community. Right. And so when those are shut down, people are, um, you know, in, in a tough spot. Now, I, I, I want to make sure that, you're, that our listeners aren't hearing us say that we, we don't think you should be engaging on these topics. <laughs> what we're saying is that you should be engaging in these topics as somebody who wants to cultivate unity. And there's a couple of different ways to cultivate unity, right? Um, churches, churches cultivate unity through excommunication. <laughs> like i mean truthfully right yep. that that does create a level Additional of, of unity that's right. right um we we also create unity by uh, through debate right through uh like through discipline through correction through rebuke all that kind of stuff but there's one of the the first ways that we're called right and this is when when you're talking all, along that line of correction and rebuke and all that kind of stuff like when when Jesus lays all this stuff out in Matthew 18 his first thing is he he notice he says go to him you and him alone um that you may win your brother right like differences within the church differences of opinion on masks and shutdowns and and social distancing and you know vaccines and all the stuff that has bubbled to the surface of of things Christians fight about um I, when, when I'm watching the dialogue, I'm not seeing a whole lot of motivation being to win your brother. And one of the things I, I, I'll never forget my, my mentor telling me this um, as sort of advice as I was going to a church that, um, you know, the, the church when, when I came was, was not um, uh, Calvinistic, was not complementarian by conviction, though it was by, by sort of practice. Um, was certainly not optimistic in its eschatology. And slowly those things have changed. But the reason they change slowly as opposed to... um, immediately having me fired or 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 having a church split so quickly is because the advice of my mentor who is a wonderful man basically said never expect somebody to be to to come to the same theological conclusions you have and you've done it over a couple years don't expect them to do it in one sermon right like your best sermon on the doctrines of grace is not going to convince an arminian of calvinism the holy spirit could Right. But you need time to let the spirit do its work. And so I think when when we are when we recognize that the goal is not just um, uh, standing on the truth, nor is it just unity, because that's the other side of this coin is like, let's forget the truth and preserve unity at all costs. And I would say if if our goal is to win our brother, we want them. We want to win them to the truth for their sake. That's what love is. Love is pursuing somebody and wanting God's best for them. And so um, we're pursuing truth, we're pursuing truth in their lives, but we're, we're doing it in a way um, that is recognizing that sanctification is a process and so too is theological understanding. And so trying to win people over rather than divide through these rigid lines that we place.
0: That's that's brilliant. I love it. Um, we were, we planned to get to a whole bunch of <laughs> yeah we other want- stuff in this episode. Um, but we talked a lot. Yeah. So why don't we wrap it here and say, call this part one of our welcome back. <laughs> intro, sure yeah yeah and then we, we'll come back because i want to i want to hear your thoughts i kind of spoke about it on the awakening reformation but we haven't been recorded together talking about um black lives matter you hit a little bit on you tipped your hand a little bit on it <laughs> um and then just general like um feelings during COVID and like right, what you think like, yeah. uh, what, what is our like this episode we talked a lot about like how to navigate with your church. But like, I want to actually hear your opinion. What do you think about it? Yeah. Um, okay. And r- so like, why don't we wrap this for this episode and come back and just do that in the next one. Sound good.
1: Perfect. Love All right. It. That's good. Hey, it's great to be back. We're thankful. Uh, go to uh, Reformed Rebel Network on Patreon, on Facebook. Uh, go check out The Great Exchange. And, uh, and we look forward to working alongside Nick and Matthew. And uh, we look forward to having um, the uh, Apprentice Theologians back, Fathers of the Faith back. So uh, just look, look forward. Rebel, rebels are back. Uh, Reformed Rebel Network is back in full swing. And uh, so get, get ready for lots of content
0: yeah get, get ready for it and if anybody's wondering my first name is chris you called me chris <laughs> in the middle of, and that just shows you how long it's been since we <laughs> no, were recording that's a good point. that like he forgot like when i go by well it's because <laughs> we spent
1: like there's so much time like you guys spent a lot of time at our place over over the lockdowns and through covid and stuff and, and but no and um but my kids like you have been very adamant that my kids do not call you Uncle Pooty. So it's Uncle Chris. So I call you Chris more often when we're around the kids a lot. So anyway. Yeah,
0: well, it's mostly for their sake. Like could you imagine them having to explain to like their friend? So I was hanging out with my Uncle Pooty. There's be like, like that doesn't like, sound right. This sounds terrible. What is this? What kind of child monster? Child services, child services. <laughs> what kind of monster is this? Yeah, yeah so Uncle Chris wears better. Peace boys.
1: Alright, see you next time.